Well, let's talk about crates. Okay. Because then I don't have to write a thing and we can just send people the podcast link. Is that because, the goal? Yeah. My goal, oh. I think, is going to be to not have to write handouts anymore and just send people links to different episodes of the podcast. And then I just don't have to write anything. Perfect. Done. Which is funny because I actually prefer writing stuff over just about anything else. Like, what do you mean? Like, like making ads or making, like, you know, oh, you like guys do like the pictures and the videos to, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like any form of content creation. This I don't mind because I'm like having a conversation with you. But if I had to like voice over like a video, because yes. I've, I've had to do that before. Oh my God, no. I'm bored in four seconds. So I can like have this conversation and that's totally fine. But like, if I have to actually make content, I'm only writing it. Yeah, but. Because you've seen me. Yeah. I'm so bad until half an hour to whenever i need that i was gonna piece say, of written really... content then i can write a thousand words i would argue that's great time management i also argue that that is great time management i don't think that's how Haley sees it but Why? it is great time management because you manage it you do it i do i do i do do it and it gets done it just gets done at the last minute and only at the last minute which is super fun because I've made brand new handouts. I've written everything super good. And then um, I've like gotten it, it four minutes before the client gets here because I need a new handout, very focused on someone. And then you know what will happen and I'll get it done. And then the printer will break. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I have more problems with the printer breaking than I no. do making a whole fucking handout in the 27 minutes before a client. We need to get you a better printer because then that... Seamless. Well, no, you know what it was? Is the It was internet. that really discount ink I bought the other year. Yeah. So I... You know how we didn't have the, the color ink for yeah. forever and then it was leaking everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So now that I have... I bought the fancy ink. Kay. I bought the proper brand name ink. Which is why it took 7,000 years to buy, because it was $7,000. But you know what? Now it prints real fast. Oh. Well, there you <laughs> go. That. Now you're ready. You're set. Yeah, I'm totally set. But yeah, so my goal is if I can... Everything on the board says handouts. If we could just make... Like, I had one on sports summaries. <sighs> I wanted to hand out, like, little... Done. Uh, uh, yeah. A uh, handout now. that had 10 common sports that weren't agility. Now I'm just going to send people the podcast link. Here's the link. Perfect. 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 Yeah. So, yes, the goal is that I don't have to... And confidence! That's true. I am, as I read this list of things that I'm supposed to make a handout on, We're that I obviously it. have not read in long enough that, like... I was going to say, it hasn't I crossed your mind to do there? it. Yeah, no. Because we haven't even checked to see what the topics are. Mm. But I think this works out fine. Yeah. Whatever. This is called multitasking. Yes. I love it. That's that's how this is going to go. Perfect. So, crate training. We're going to talk crate training. Because, not even crate training. We have a crate handout on, like, why you should use a crate. And we talked briefly in the... There was one podcast episode we talked about, like, crating your dog in the car. Yeah. I think that was pet peeves, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, a huge safety thing. So, yeah. I think that was the, the pet peeve was safety. So we have talked about like some of the uses for crates, but one of the most common problems we have when people come in here is we're like, do you use a crate? And they are like, yes, my dog. Or I, we used to ask, is your dog crate trained? Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Because everybody, yeah, everybody goes, yes. So now I have about seven follow-up questions. I was going to say, crate, are you crate trained has turned into 
like eight questions. Yes. And you have to pass all eight for you to consider you crate trained. Yes. So the first one is like, is your dog crate trained or has your dog ever been crate trained? And it's like a, it's like a really fun flow chart. They're like, yes. And you're like, okay, cool. Do you still use a crate? Or you, if you really want to like get that half C question in there, do you still own a crate? Yeah. Yeah. Do you still use the crate if you own the crate? Yeah. No. Okay, cool. So they, they take that off, right? I love flowcharts. I know. We, we should, should make, make a this. cute little little crate training flowchart. Yeah. So after we have like, do you still own the crate? Does it fit the dog? <laughs> do you still use it? Then we're then we always go, okay, so when do you use it? Because some people have it and have it set up and have the door open and they just don't ever actually like put the yeah. dog in the crate. It like the dog goes and sleeps in the crate. But, and that's what people will say. They'll be like, oh, well, I mean, I don't use it, own. but the dog does. Like, yeah. the dog will go in and sleep. Yeah. So then we have to break it down to, like, okay, so when do you use it? They're like, when would you take your dog and put your dog in the crate? And then some people are like, never. Uh, so then always, we go, like, during work or overnight. Or I really work. like when... um you ask like oh like do you have a crate or like what like and they say yes but like it'll be for like a tiny little dog but it's yes. like the size of like a like basically a run and i'm like and then they're like yeah they pee in it all the time and i'm like yes okay. oh yeah when you, you come at us run. with like a 10 or 12 pound dog and then because we have a wall of crates like we have a crate bank that we've made out of airline crates so then we also follow up with like does your crate look like, like this, this or does it look or like that and then because we have so many sizes <clears> we go okay about what size is it like the size in the top row or is it size in the bottom row and then every now and then someone inevitably with a 12 pound dog points to the other side of the room where we have our 48 inch giant breed crates that we put like 200 or like pounds, for their three month old in. puppy they're just in there yeah they're like, like oh it's about that size okay. <laughs> like that's okay. a whole room you don't want to push that down Yes, that's Love that's it. different. We had somebody the other week come with a what like fifteen pound dog and a forty inch crate. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and yep. We were like, oh, okay, this and like is a bit big, especially with puppies. Like I get it because you know, like you if you've got a larger breed puppy, yeah. you know they're gonna grow into it. But at the same time, it kind of defeats the purpose of crate training if you're just putting them in a room. Yeah, yeah. If you're putting them somewhere six times their size, that's Doesn't not quite, quite the point. But yeah, so then we always go, okay, so like, do you have the crate? And they always have the puppy crate still, but sometimes they don't have the crate that's oh, yeah, the that's size the of the opposite, dog. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, so when do you use the crate? Well, I don't, but the dog does. So then those people take that off ramp. And then there's some people that are like, okay, well, I crate the dog, but only when I go to work. And now I've had to add, okay, but do you work do from home? home? <laughs> well, yes, I'm, Inevitably, somebody's home. like, oh yeah, most of the time. So I'm like, okay, but... So when was the last time this dog saw a crate? Yes. Yeah, so then we end up with when was the last time they saw the crate. And the people that are like, oh, like this weekend or last night or whatever, were like, great. Cool. And some people are like, oh, yeah. Nothing so it's been that. six to 12 months. And I'm like, okay, so there we are. Not yeah. Asking is your dog crate trained is not a straightforward question. No, not anymore. Yes. Because then sometimes, like if I wanted to get really, really into it, then I would also ask, has your dog been in any crate other than their crate? Yeah, like there, you own one, not in its one spot. Yes, and then there's there's actually some dogs. Um, I think there was somebody that did a video like this, and their dog had only ever been in their crate in that corner of the room, and they'd never moved the crate. And then the dog, like, they walked in the room and they said crate, and the dog just like went to that corner of the room, even though they'd moved the crate, because they're like, well, this is where I stay, and I was like, ah, close. Ah. So yeah, 
But we are big proponents of crate training. Yeah. We think crate training is phenomenal. And I mean, it's not to say, like, if you have a really good dog, it's not to say that your dog has to be right. crated all the time for the rest of their life. We know there are places in the world that don't crate regularly. Um, but we do a lot of crating because we also work with a lot of problematic dogs that have safety issues. Yes. And people don't seem to understand that as much as crating can sometimes be a bit of work when they're older, if you haven't started young, like it is the safest thing you can do for your dog and you and your guests and people ever. And here's what I always tell my clients. It's just like, you will never look back and regret crate training. No. You will look back and regret not. Because I do. Yes. I do with Oakley. Oh, yeah. Because we were- Was she not crate trained? She started and then she started to freak out in the crate. So our previous trainer said she's too anxious in the crate. Don't let her in there. So then she was not crated. Oh, my God. During probably peak teenagerdom. Like that, I know, caused a lot of issues for me. Because like, yes, she would kind of like freak out and be like loud in the crate. Wait, wait, wait. Was this- Still, and she'd already shown the resource guarding issues, right? Yes. You weren't allowed to crate her then? No, because I know, I think I've told you this before, but like, that's also why Did I have I a lot of anxiety. Did I black out and forget it because, because it was so traumatizing for me to even hear house. about it? We'd have to put her loose in the house and Zoe in a crate. Oh. And that caused me so much stress because I couldn't, but like, we were genuinely told if we kept Oakley in the crate, like, because she would just, like, it would make her worse if we kept her in the crate. So, and that was when she was probably a teenager. So it could have been fixed. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember what this is. Like, I know she used to like, she sucked in my curtains and like shredded up the curtains as a puppy. Sure. But, like that was on me. Who doesn't? But like, and like, she didn't like it kind of thing. And I get where we were going, but like, we just said, okay, then give her the whole, we house. gave her the whole house essentially. So, so for, cause we've never actually dealt, we've mentioned in the past that Oakley's a bit of a shit, but we've never mentioned like why Oakley's why a bit a of a shit. shit. Oakley is a bit of a shit because Oakley is a fairly significant resource guarder. Yeah. And from dogs. Yeah. From dogs. And be like showed very significant resource guarding at a very young age. And Oakley is what? 45, 50 pounds? 40. Yeah. And the other, your pre, your other dog, your older dog who has since passed away, but your other dog was what? 12 pounds. Yeah. Like she was a little Chihuahua Jack Russell mix. Like she was a little girl. Yeah. And she was older. Even when you got Oakley, she she was like 10. Yeah. 10 or 11. 10 or up up kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and when we, like that, the reason I think we started the major training was because Oakley kept attacking Zoe and like. Granted, like, yes, now we know it was resource guarding, but, like, and maybe if Zoe was a bigger or younger dog, this wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been, like, what it was. It wouldn't have been as significant. Right. Because she did put some damage there. But, but like, like, Oakley would attack her and we'd have to peel her off kind of thing. Yeah. And so we did training, obviously. And. Oh, my God. And, yeah, like, just a lot of things. My least favorite thing was, like, the the tying back of, of like, Zoe and, like, hand feeding Oakley every time Oakley looked at Zoe and, like, because we uh. thought it was just, yeah, that's why we're like nobody no. explained resource guarding until we got to you. We're gonna do yeah, we're well, gonna do a yes. whole episode on resource guarding at some point because like you have a lot of thoughts on resource guarding and I you do a lot, a lot of, of I have a lot of thoughts because I do a lot of resource guarding. But and it's it that's a really in depth kind of talk. Yes. That's a really lengthy one. And both of us have different both of us have quite a lot of experience with. Yeah, and both with our personal dogs and, and with client dogs. But like but the crate I can't, training. Yeah, but the crate training. And she was, yeah, she would have been a peak teenager 
And we literally said, here's all the freedom. You're acting like a shit. Here's more freedom. Yeah. Did wonders for her personality. It did. She's. Um, so, but like that's, that's why like I know I regret not really hammering yeah. down on the crate training when she was a fucking puppy. Like yeah. I regret that. So, so we'll at the end and near, well near, not at the end, but near the end of the episode, we'll talk about like different ways to crate train and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things like even in that example right there, most people crate train their dog for one of two reasons. One is because their dog is peeing everywhere. Or two, because their dog is like eating furniture, like being destructive. Yeah. They're they're gonna eat the baseboards yes. and they're a puppy, so they're chewing and whatever. Yeah. And people kind of think those are the only two reasons you would ever crate a dog. Right. And it's, they it's, Yeah, I have no it's idea. It's essentially the same stigma like around muzzles and stuff. Like it's only yes. for certain dogs. Yeah. You only crate your puppy. Once they no longer look like a puppy, cool, they can have freedom. Yeah, you should never have to buy a bigger crate. You should just be able to buy a puppy crate and then never buy a bigger crate. And, and I'm like, like, nothing could be further. And like, it's so it's so mean to leave your dog in a crate all day. And it's like, you know what? I agree. Don't leave your dog in a crate all day. But like, you can take it out and do stuff with it. Yeah, that's Put it idea. back in the crate. Like, Yeah, that's weird. You can do stuff with Like, everybody, I see, okay... If you're not, if your dog isn't going to be in a crate all day, you don't want your dog to be in a crate while they're at home all day. What do you want them to do instead? And I said, do you want them to eat the baseboard? Do you want them to stare at the window? Well, yeah, I'd like them to just like, if they stare at the window or take a nap or whatever, I said, what? Take a nap Then they could take a nap in the crate. Like they can, if they're looking at the window and you have a reactivity issue and they're just, you watch on the camera, they're just barking half the day. Would you prefer that while they get themselves wound up or would you prefer them sleeping in the crate? If you're telling me that your dog is just sleeping on the couch all day, then there will be no difference in their behavior if you put them in a crate or if you leave them loose. And you know what? A lot of people are surprised when they start crating their dog during the day again, if they're dealing with a behavior issue, that their dog was actually doing something during the day that was heavily reinforcing the behavior while they weren't present. Yeah. And then... We're removing that ability to do that. So, uh, like, let's, I don't know. I can't even, like, off the top of my head name, like, oh, hey, here's, like, six reasons. Because there's more than six. Like, yes. we'll just name them I would off, just say, like, I the won't biggest... say, hey, ten. Uh, not... what, are the, what are the big ones? Honestly, like, mindset. Mindset for sure. And so you want to create because, yeah, you want to start to build calmness. You want to build self-regulation. Right. I don't, I don't, like, people don't understand that that's what crate teaches. Yeah. Especially for younger puppies, like. But even all dogs, like it just, that's what it helps teach. Yes. If you have a room to pace around, especially as soon as you start dipping your toe into like behavior problems of Mm -hmm. like either anxiety or reactivity or whatever it is. If you had the whole room to run around and freak out versus less space to run around and freak out and work yourself up, you should probably choose the less space. And it's just like, it is such a mindset thing because like. Yes, that's why, like, especially when they're younger, they bark, they make noise for five yeah. minutes kind of thing. But then they go, wow, there's four walls around me and I can't get out. Yeah. Guess I'll fall asleep. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they had complete freedom, they're never going to choose to settle on their own. Yeah. Or when they're bored, they will learn to entertain themselves. And that's yes. where people see the real destruction. Everybody thinks that the real destruction happens when they're a puppy. And I'm like, no, no, no. Real destruction happens between, like, teenager yeah like we did that episode on teenagers a while ago like 10 months to 18 months Ooh, if we learn destruction we're gonna learn it for realsies then but the other one that's good that's the same parcel as that is ingestion yeah so i have a couple field labs and one of the main reasons they're created they're lovely in the house they're lovely with people they're not a risk to anybody they're fine with other dogs but they are both have strong potential for ingestion I know this next one's coming from a place of um, trauma, but like if there's multiple dogs in the house, 
Yes. Like, and I get it. Dogs are great together. Yeah. But especially when you're dealing with younger ones or ones that have ever shown you signs of, like, mm-hmm. any sort of anything. Or just, any, like, literally anything. People really think that because they've seen their two dogs together be okay for two months that they could never possibly get in a dog right. fight. And I'm like, a dog fight can happen at any time. Right. Like, over anything for any reason. And because they're not English... They're not going to be able to tell you what that thing was. And it may actually be something completely justifiable. Like it may be one of them fell on the other and hurt the yes. leg and then bam. Like it can be as easy and innocent as that. All I can, sorry. Uh, all I can think of is, did you see that like video? I don't remember where I saw it, but like a video where it's like a lab was just, it was a camera and a lab was just chilling and they had like their little, uh vacuum robot going around and then it sucked the lab's tail and the lab fucking freaked out yeah and i'm like all i can think of is like what if that happened like that what if that happened with another home what if there's a happens if there's another dog in that situation like yeah that's like a lot of a lot of crating is like preventative i would like to preventatively ensure that none of my dogs ever get the opportunity to fight each other when i'm present yes or when i'm not present i would like to preventatively ensure i want to ensure that my dogs do not eat anything that i have happened to drop on the floor because like you wouldn't even know it's like yeah because there's so many people that are like oh but you could do this without crating you could like lock them in separate rooms okay but again, what if I lock my shepherd in one room, my lab in the other, and there hap- a sock fell out of the laundry bin, right? Yeah. So, and then what happens if one of those rooms has a window and we look out? So now, yeah, nobody's fighting and nobody's probably eating anything, but maybe we're staring at the window and we're barking. Like, it's just, it's such a good thing to create or to use preventatively. And I think a lot of people really aren't into acting preventatively no. with their dogs. They're very reactionary. They're like, well, if it ate something, I'd get surgery. Well, if they fought, we would take them to the vet. I'm if like, they did if they did that, then I wouldn't do it again. And I'm like, why are you waiting for them to fight? And it's also just like, even in both those situations, it's like for the ingestion risk, like, yeah, if they're destructive and you can walk home and see, wow, you've made a mess, you've probably eaten mm-hmm. something, cool. But also sometimes like, what if they literally just consumed something completely didn't make a huge mess you would never know until two days later they're super sick what was that dog that came here there was oh, a dog that came underwear? here that ate a bunch of oh henry's oh that dog that got really sick yes. and we called the owner was the like, dog had only isn't... been here for like six to eight hours and we did last let outs and this dog oh was my sick. god it was sick it was sick and we we it was sick enough that we called the owner and we were like or we emailed them or something and said like hey something's, something's up wrong. like was this how this was this morning and she said no and she said nothing at all and then six hours later she said they were finishing packing for their trip and she found the wrapper yeah, to like an O Henry bar or whatever that was on the ground. And that's when she put it together. But she said she, she has a bunch of kids. She said she never would have known. Cause it, to her, it just looked like a wrapper had fallen off the table. Yeah. And like this dog happened to eat it. It's not something that the dog now normally would do, but it did. But just, I really like crates preventatively. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so the other things are like, if you, again, if you crate train and you never need it, I love that for you. But if you crate train and you do need it, but you don't have it, my go-to one is uh, injury. I was going to say crate rest. Yeah, because I have a dog that has had both of his knees replaced. Jack. Yeah. We he's, love Jack. He's a good Jack. boy. And he broke a toe on one foot, so he was crate rested for a while. And then that's how he broke his first um, 
CCL. He broke oh. the toe on the one back leg, so he had a compensation injury. That's how he busted the other CCL. And then while gotcha. that one was busted, he busted his the one on the broken toe leg. Jeez. So he ended up on crate rest after all of those surgeries and when that limb was broken and all kinds of things. And if he hadn't have been properly trained to be okay in a crate and also a puppy pen like he his recovery would have been way worse right now he's nine we think he's nine he might be 10 but we think he's nine and he has some hind end issues just because he has a bunch of hind end issues in conjunction with all this but honestly for a nine-year-old dog he's in great shape he runs around. Yeah, his, his surgeries went really well. And the reason they went really well is because afterwards we rested the shit out of him and we made sure that he was comfortable yes. being rested. And we see so many dogs come in that have had surgery and then they've screwed the surgery up. And especially with like um, <clears throat> like high energy, high oh, drive God, dogs, yeah. if they've never been in a crate or not used to crate at all and then all of a sudden they injure themselves and they have <laughs> to be like good, already good fucking luck because like that sucks to have a high like... High, yeah, it sucks really to have a high, high drive units. dog with an injury. Right, sucks. Period. But if they've never been in a crate, and now you have to be like, you have to be in a crate all day. Oh, good luck. they're gonna destroy. Some have shit. so much fun with that. Yeah, not and not only are they probably gonna eat through the crate, they're also probably gonna injure themselves yeah, gonna doing say, like, it. That's gonna take forever. So then the other one I always tell people. So also like, let's say you get injured, you have to be at the vet overnight. You can be in a crate at the vet, and it's not like a traumatizing crazy experience you can be transported in a crate super safely which means it's very easy to be transported in other people's cars as well very similarly to muzzles like what's wrong with giving your dog another tool in their toolkit to have yeah like what's wrong with making them completely comfortable with something so that if they have to use it they don't go oh my gosh what is this new thing they go oh it's a box i go in the box all the time sometimes oh you want me to box in this strange lady's car don't like the strange lady but i know what a box is cool you want me in a box at the friend's house don't know this friend but i know this box like yeah all you we're just trying to add as many things as we can that would remove triggers that can stack yes right so like if you have to stay if you have to board your dog you have to go away um it you know what Everybody will look after your dog if it's crate trained and you're like, listen, I'm going to be gone for 24 hours. I've had a family emergency. Can I just give you my dog? I'm going to put it in a crate. Even if it's not a good dog, even if it's just a bad dog, it's not good with dogs. It's not good with kids. It's not good ever. If it's crate trained and you go, listen, I'm going to put my dog in the crate. Just take the dog out of the crate, potty the dog on a leash, put the dog back in the crate, you know, take it out a couple times, let it play in the backyard, put it back in the crate. And it's fine to do that. It can be contained and it can be Anybody will watch your dog for 24 hours at that point. Yeah. Um, my other go-to one that people do not realize because they just do not ever think it will happen to them is evacuation. Yeah. Because I did fire evacuation. And if your dog is not crate trained, let me tell you how uncalm your dog is going to be when a stranger has to catch it in your house. You're being evacuated. A stranger has to put you in a strange, catch your dog in your house that you are not there because you have been fully fucking evacuated. They then have to stuff your dog in a weird box because you don't own a crate. So we can't like take the crate from your house. Then we have to put you in a facility, like a holding facility where it's just like a hundred crates in a room and we just have cups of dog food on the top of everything. And we're literally just warehousing dogs as people are like trying to get vehicles to run them to a bigger city where you can finally come collect your dog. Wow. 
yeah, it's a super fun time. And if, let me tell you, your dog is not cool with being in the box. It's really not going to cool, be cool being in the box. But surrounded by another 90 to 100 dogs that are stressed where we're not used to eating in the box, we're not used to drinking in the box, we're not used to being put in or out of the box by a strange person, we're not used to looking at other strange dogs in a strange place. Like, it's... There's so many parts of evacuation that people cannot train. Crating, you sure can. And it's also just, like... And, like, this is just management, but it's just, like, even, like, there's times where I feel like clients will be like, yeah, when I have people over something where we're having dinner, they're always just at our feet. We're always doing something that's, like... You could just have somewhere to put them. Like, yeah, like you, you could, could put them in the crate. Yeah. Like you, that. Well, and then people go, well, they're, they're crate trained and they'll go in their crate in their house. But like, if I have people over yeah. and I put them in the crate, they bark continuously. And I'm like, okay, then that's actually, it knows that's how a to crate train. Because everybody says that's separation anxiety. Yes. And I'm like, no, no. They're, they're coming. They're like, well, my dog has anxiety. And I'm like, well, why do you think that? Well, when I put them in the crate and I go to have a dinner party. They're crazy. When I put them in the crate and I'm like, I was painting the other week and like, oh, they went crazy. And I'm like, okay, well, how often do you put them in the crate while you're home? And the answer is always never. And I'm like, okay, well, that's your issue. Right. It's your not- issue is this is just a completely unfamiliar situation. Yeah, like it's 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 restriction, which if they're not familiar with sucks, but restriction under pressure because there's yeah. like more fun things going yeah. on. There's maybe we're, there's people that we like or people that we don't like, but either way, yeah. there's things happening and we're adding the, no, I'm holding you back. Yes. Like, yeah, that's so frustrating. So you have never trained any form of restriction or containment and then you have to utilize restriction or containment, especially in a form of pressure or you start adding exciting things. Yeah, like, no wonder okay. that's not going to be good super luck. successful. Yes, I went. <laughs> good luck. Like, wish you the best of luck. So we have, when we crate, we always crate in airline crates. Plastic so the too. plastic boxes with just the wire door and, and the, the rest of it pretty much is plastic unless like they have laundry like basket. the... Yes, it looks like a laundry basket. Um, so we use those a lot and we use those for a couple of reasons. One is because they're so much easier to clean than a wire crate. Yes. They contain messes. Because if you have never cleaned up liquid diarrhea from through a wire crate... You haven't lived. No, it's so fun. It's a great time. But an airline crate keeps Ooh, that just so wonderfully contained. Yeah. So the other thing we always warn people about with wire crates, because people look at wire crates and I think they think because they're it's metal nicer. crates, they're stronger. And I'm like, an airline oh. crate, first off, way stronger. I feel like people also like you get a lot of times that people will get wire crates over plastic crates because a wire crate looks nicer in the sense of like it's more open it yeah looks like it's, and i like that i think people think they're collapsible so i can stop using it and put it yes. away and i'm like okay put away your crate i'm confused you know. <laughs> i don't understand you buy it with the intention of being able to put it away i'm no. like all right sure no. whatever use it as decor but yeah so i think people think yes it's more open i think people think it can be bigger a lot of the wire crates are bigger yes but yeah, they're far harder to clean, which is a bit of a problem. Um, the pans crack really easily and the dogs can eat them really Oakley easily, which just hers. kind of, yes, <laughs> which just kind of encourages destruction or potential destruction. Yes. They are also, and people don't seem to realize this, they are so easy to break out of. Yeah. Like they are so easy to break out of. Any dog worth half its soul, if it has ever tried to break out of a crate, it has broken out of a wire crate. Yeah. So you can reinforce a wire crate. If you own a wire crate, this is not to say that you can't use your wire crate, but if you own a wire crate, 
Look into zap strapping. Like, so you zap strap all the corners. I use like those little, like I, I went overboard, but I have like the little nuts and bolts that you just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how uh, the one at home is reinforced. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's super secure, but. Yeah, yeah. You gave secure. her on that. But well, like, I tell people just go to the dollar store and buy like the shitty little zap straps. And unless they choose zap traps. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a fun one. <laughs> but we, I do the really tiny ones yes, and I yeah, put them yeah. super, super Literally tight and then I cut them off. Yeah. Just yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. And so I do all the corners on all three sides of the corners. Yeah. And then whatever door you're not using, I do that. And then the door you are using, I put carabiners on the corner. Mm. Because this is the thing. Dogs don't know what they can do until they do it. So if they learn they can break out of a crate, they will do it again. Mm -hmm. So I want to go overboard so that they never learn that they will break out of a crate. And then you can always lighten up. But you can never take back that initial moment of like, oh, I'm in a crate and I don't really want to be in a crate. Ah, I'm going to try and bust through this door. Oh, wow. I pushed it and it fell open. Because that's a back. wire crate. You just tap it and in the right spot and it's you like, just, boop. It's like a magic box. You can't go back. You can't go back. No. It's so hard. To... No. So airline crates. 100% we always recommend yeah. airline crates. Because the other thing, uh, wire crates in vehicles, if you're in an accident, they can get real pokey. They're also awkward, I find. It's yeah, harder there's... to fit like more than one wire crate in the car. Yeah, it's very Jeez, And they're very rattly. Yeah. Oh my God, they're rattly. There's like a way you can do it with um, pool noodles that kind of helps oh. some of the rattling. But like, oh my God, they're so rattly. So airline crates, far less rattly. Definitely safer in an accident. Way, way harder to break out of. And they're so much easier to clean and they actually contain the mess because a wire crate sure does not. No. Does not. No. But a, an airline crate, if everybody goes, well, my dog gets sick in the car. And I'm like, okay, well, have you tried putting them in the crate? And first off, no one's ever tried putting say, it in the whoa, crate. Whoa, just right Second there, off, freeze. if your dog is sick in the car, why? Contain the you, mess. You, yeah, it's going to puke all over the car. Like, contain it. So, or like, even just drool. People always be like, they wicked drool and stuff. Yeah. It's, like, it's in a crate. Yeah, it's still gross. But but it's cleanable. Contained? It's super easy to clean and contain. And, and normally by putting them in a crate, anyway they're just less car sick because they can see less yeah same with reactivity yes oh my god the people that are like well i can't drive my dog around because it's like trying to go through the windows i'm like well put it put in a crate crate put it in a crate do the crate the crate works but yeah they're far far easier to crate train and then the other thing is if you did ever have to fly your dog oh flying your dog i fly my dogs so i crate train and i crate train in all kinds of crates and i crate train in airline crates specifically because if you've only ever trained in a wire crate and then when your dog is three you have to switch to an airline crate because you have to fly I was gonna say, very similar to your evacuation point of just yeah like, there's gonna be a lot of stress yeah you, you might as well one. train the proper crate because airlines only accept certain crates yeah and they don't accept wire so yeah, most of the plastic crates are airline rated, but definitely check before you buy one. But then at least your dog is well contained. And you can better secure the doors on airline crates if you have a crate breaker. Oh, yeah. Like a very minor crate breaker. We have like secured the doors just to a normal regular crate here before if we think the dog might be a crate breaker. And because there's tamper proof holes on most of them that you can add zap straps to for the door for when they're on the plane. So you can do that just like here. But then, so then there's also fancy crates. Ooh. Haley just bought a fancy crate. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. She bought a two-door Roughland crate. Ooh. That's crash tested. <laughs> yes. Well, there's what? There's Roughland and there's Gunner yeah. that are that are super crash tested that are all, and Gunner's the one that's like super crash tested. Is it? 
Oh yeah, Gunner's Sorry. the one. I think Rufflin is a bit crash tested, but I think Gunner's the one that's like impact strapped in the you box. You go off like, a cliff with this. Yeah, good. you yeah you go off a cliff and you're fine. So well, your those are fine. really good crates if you're like doing a lot of traveling. They're riding in the box of a truck, yada yada, because um, they're easy to strap down and they are very. They've been tested to be decent and accent, but they're also like they're very hard to break out of. Yeah. They're very hard to break out of, but they're not a dog that I would go, hey, here, I'm going to give... I wouldn't put a crate breaker in them as a training kennel. Um, I have other crates for that. But, oh. yeah, if you're traveling a lot, Gunners yeah. are good, Rufflands are good. But then there's also a class of crates that are um, what we have as crate breaker crates, which yeah. um, Impact, TNC... Nakanda. Um, Nakanda. Yeah, Nakanda is a Canadian company that's about three or four hours from Shout us. Out yeah they're great um so we have a couple of the candas and they are metal crates and they're metal crates with the ability to like secure the door locks um yeah you can lock it and it's far far harder to rip through and i mean i've seen dogs rip through impact crates before but it you you have Express to be chance. pretty motivated and i mean we do crate training and then like we talk about dogs breaking out of crates all the time just because we see people take their dog and just put it in the crate and call it crate training. And yeah. I'm like, so that's not actually what we're talking about. But good try. I was going to say, good I thought. love the effort. I love I it. I love the thought. Well, it's no, there was no effort there. I love the thought. The lack of effort is concerning because you yeah, just put your dog in the box. But like better than no box. That's true. We got a box. Yes. Yes. We got the box. <laughs> And then we put the dog in the box with no training and we wondered why, why, why Didn't that like happened. That. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, so there's different types of crates. I think everybody just thinks there's like, why are crates? Oh, and also just like, I think circling back, but I think like, uh, the reason also people buy wire crates all the time is because they are really cheaper. Yeah. Typically cheaper than, uh, plastic ones, but buy your crates off Kijiji. Yes. Buy your crates off Facebook marketplace. Yes. Like, they can be used as long as like. Especially I if you're never just using buy it as a new crate. crate. Like it doesn't have to be brand spanking new. Because no. I know especially like once you get a bigger dog, like if you need a 36 crate or a 40 crate, like those are really expensive at PetSmart or like yeah. stores brand new. But so many used. people go, Oh, I'm not gonna use a crate anymore, right? and they sell it on marketplace. Sucks. So we buy almost all our crates used because we are very hard on our crates. To buy new crates. Oh yeah. Well some of us try and buy crates and some of us message people and never ever 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 get messages back. Listen. One day. You got one. I did get one that you sent me. Well, yes. I I try and search for crates and I try and get crates, but I'll message people and I just I guess it's something about my profile or something that they're just like, I ain't gonna message you back. Yeah. That's okay. I don't take offense to it. Well, you've mentioned it several dozen times over the last year, so maybe... Well, it's just maybe super it's... annoying because, like, then Haley goes, yeah, I got five in one trip. She yeah. brought home, like, brought in, like, five crates. Yeah. Like, 40-inch crates, too. And I'm like... Yeah. Happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> happy for you. Yeah, the look that was on your face was not the I'm happy for you look. But, okay, so the first step, if you are crate training a dog, is to get a size-appropriate crate, which means your dog can walk in, turn around... And come out. It does not mean that your dog can invite three of its closest friends and have a dinner party. Oh my gosh. But uh, just don't put more than one dog in a crate. Oh my god, Sorry, yes. Oh like... yes. Let's jump in here now. <laughs> Sorry. For the love me? of God. That was a joke. Do not put more than one dog in a crate. First off, it shouldn't fit more than one dog. Second of all, 
don't do that. <laughs> there is nothing that gives us heart attacks faster than every few months someone will come along and be like, yeah, I created my dogs together. And we're always like, oh, oh. And like oh. first you want to go like rationally and go like, oh, that just means like they're next to the each strength. other. Right? Same room, but like next to each other. No. No. And it's like, I don't care if you have small dogs. Don't stick them in the same box. I don't care. If yeah. Great dogs who love each other and have been together since day one and love each other. Don't <laughs> Nothing stick them in the Sienna's same heart crate. rate to the level it's at right now <laughs> than think, watching two dogs create I, in the same crate. I think that's one of those things that like no matter how many times I hear or if a client tells me, I will never be able to fully conceal my face. And I think I'll always just like my eyes will bug out for like a second. Well, cause, be and like, here's the thing. Whoa. is like it's a kind of a common thing I found with like dog show people in yes. small breeds. They put- That first time I went to a show and I like was like the pen thing I could kind of get over. But when there was like an actual crate with upwards of two dogs, I was like <laughs> oh, my, clutching was my saying- pearls. I was like... <laughs> so but here's the thing is like it's kind of a common thing in some places like dog shows and whatever but it's just it's a whole different (laughs) realm when you come in here telling us that your dogs fight each other and then when we ask when they're created you create them together right like and you're like okay but aren't you here because your dogs are fighting each other and like yeah but they don't fight in the crate i'm like are you home when you create them and people are always like no i never create them when i'm home and i'm like five bucks says they've fought in the crate i'm like i get it of like I get we're sending mixed signals because we're saying, hey, crate train your dog. But like, hey, don't crate train both of them in the same one. Like, yeah, that's just yeah. like it's it's an independence thing. Would, you, would you rather like take you... multiple dogs in one crate or a dog that's never been in a crate? Oh, dog that's never been in a crate. How old are the two that have been together? I don't care. <laughs> OK, How old, does it matter? Yeah, those ones that have been yeah. in a crate together for like three years, they've always been created together. Those sounded like littermated weirdos. The littermated weirdos. I'm like, oh, no. I will take a dog that's never been created because I yeah. don't mind starting from scratch, but I hate undoing and redoing. I just Ugh. hate two dogs together in the same room touching. Yes, you're like... Let's make that room minuscule. No, yes. thank you. No, thank you. You get uncomfortable like, when my dogs play together in a multi-acre yard. What if... Like, what? Are you just literally... Like, is it just... Is it literally like Schrodinger's Schroding, cat? What is the cat? Schrodinger's cat? Of like, every yeah, day you come home, cat. like, you go upstairs to the room with the crate and you're like, they're fine we're going to have two dead dogs, one dead dog, both alive. Uh, yeah, so the more... Definitely. <laughs> Sorry. Definitely Sorry, we got not. sidetracked there, but so, like... Yeah, so we're going to crate train... You want to crate train your dog. <clears throat> we would love for you to crate train your dog. We ask that you do not crate your dogs together. We ask that you buy a size appropriate crate, yes. be it wire or be it airline. And they, the crate should be big enough that they can go in, turn around, and walk out. It should not be able to fit multiple dogs. It should not be able to fit multiple sizes of the dog you have. Um, no, it should not be a whole house. It should be a crate that they can go in, come. they can turn around, they can sleep, and they can come out. Um, a lot of people seem to think it needs to be like three sizes, three times the size of the dog. And I'm like, oh my God, that's huge. So then people want to go, okay, I got my crate. I know it's the right size, super fun. And the first thing they want to do is they like go get in the crate and the dog is looking at you like, what? Like I'm on a couch, man. Like why would I get in the box? That's weird. And then they just try and like put the dog in the crate for no reason. And I'm like, okay, so let's start making, yeah, the first time your dog sees a crate, we're going to make a super positive association and we're literally just going to like throw food in the crate. 
And then the doctor very similar to muzzle training, you could say. Yes, right? Like, we don't, if you have had, if your dog is a year and a half old and you're just like crate training your dog because you heard about it on a podcast, there is no reason for you to have to have your dog fully crate trained in 36 hours. No. Like, if, again, if you are evacuating, uh, pick your dog up, put them in the crate, shut the door, zap shut the door, put them in the car and leave. Like, great. Um, It saves me having to do it when I show up to get your dog because I'm going to tell you that's how it's going to be done then. But, like, there is no, if your dog is, like, you got a broken foot, great, put them in the crate. But if there is no timeline on this, you don't need to be dickish about it. Your dog has lived for a year and a half without a crate. It's not going to die by tomorrow. Yeah, you're dipping your toes into the training of containment. You are not, like, going, hey, here's maximum security fucking prison. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, throw some food Shock in. Therapy. Throw some food out. <laughs> yes, right? Throw some food in. I like just take their bowl and put their bowl in the back of the crate and like don't even touch the door. Do, if you have an airline crate, don't even put the door on. I don't care. You don't need a door. It's fine. I can crate train it. I we have crates that, that are course. just busted ass crates that don't have a door and we just use them as crates cuz we use them as training crates cuz we don't need a door. You don't need a door to train a crate. So you get the you put the food in the back and it's they like can that just scene. have dinner. It's like that scene in Finding Nemo. We go in, we go out, and then we go in, and then we go out. I think I think half of this is like cartoon Disney Pixar podcasts all the yeah. time. Because like what did what was that one you asked the other week? Oh, reference? Cinderella. Do I like which iteration of Cinderella had I watched? And I was like, I don't. Have you seen Shark Tale? No. Okay. Should I? Yeah. Oh. Do you like funny movies? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I will I will get on it. I'll put it on the list. Sorry, Haley. <laughs> Sorry, right. We're on topic, but we're totally Freight. good at this. They so go yeah, we're gonna crate. like eat, take out. your dog's dinner and just put it in the back of the crate. And just leave it. Like you don't have to sit there and and be super into it and add a lot of pressure. You could just put their food in the back of the crate and walk away and just like be cool. Just be cool. Be cool, bro. Just be cool. Be, cool. be chill. It's fine. It's not an emergency and it doesn't have to happen right away. And the more that there's a lot of hovering, the more it's going to be like, oh my God, panic. Why is there so many feelings associated with the crate? Holy shit. So like once they run in and they get food, you can also have them run in and eat their one kibble that you threw at the back of the crate. But then you could give them like a handful of liver as they turn around to come out the door. And then they learn going in the crate and then standing at the door gets them liver. So they can just go in and out of the crate and in and out of the crate. And then you can like do wild and crazy things like shut the door, walk away, come back, open the door, go away, shut the, put them in shut the door, walk around the crate, open the door. Like, you don't have to, like, put them in the box, shut the door, and walk away Life for four hours. Breezy. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, like, immediate prison or I'm not going to touch the door for four months. Like, those are... There, there's Basically. two extremes that seem to keep happening. And I'm like, just be cool. Be cool. It's okay. It's not stressful. It's crating. It's all right. So you can, like, put the dog in the crate. You can give the dog some food at the door. You can, like, open the door, shut the door. You can shut the door, walk away from the room. Just take a shower. Come back. Like, yeah. it's, go make dinner. You could crate the dog. You could fully put the dog in the crate, shut the door, and just do something in front of them. You don't even have to leave them alone at the start. Watch a movie. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, like, the more comfortable, you're, comfortable your dog is going in and out of the crate, getting fed in the crate, knowing that going in and out of the crate is, like, a super chill part of life, that when you shut the door to the crate eventually... They're just going to be like, this is weird. They're not going to be like, hey, I'm looking for a way out. Yeah. If you've spent a week or so just being like, hey, look, it's a fun game. 
It doesn't Lots have of stuff be... happens in the fun box. And like I do like to say, like it doesn't have to be the world's slowest. Also, no. like it doesn't have to take you four weeks before you get to the point of even closing the door. Like unless you're working with a particular dog, but again, I yeah. don't think you should be. But yeah, if you are at the point where your dog is like unable to go in the crate after like four days of like throwing a lot of food in if you're even looking at shutting the door and your dog is like having a full ass panic you need to be talking to a trainer right like it, there are that. absolutely issues Cases with crate like that. training that yeah. you should be dealing with a crate with a trainer with one of them is crate breaking like we deal with a lot of yeah. crate breaking if your dog is as soon as you close the door they are out of that box like houdini they are shredding airline crates. They are eating out of a out of the crate to eat through a wall to yes, come to you. Like, you need to talk to a trainer. That's different. But if your dog is just like a year old and you've just gotten it from a rescue and you're like, I don't know if it's crate trained. Okay. Like, cool. great time to start. Spend a couple sessions just going in and out. Then yep. start playing with the door. Like, it's a super fun time. It doesn't, it doesn't, crating doesn't really, isn't something I'd hire a trainer for. Like, it's to crate train a dog for 80 percent of dogs it's not something i'd hire a trainer for but there are 20 percent that if they start throwing out like crazy warning signs as soon as you shut the door they are like panic panting and drooling to the point where they're like got four inches of drool in there and they've only been in there four seconds they are immediately trying to not like paw at the bars and like lick at the vents and whatever but like grabbing the door and thrashing like they are trying to rip the wall off yeah you should call a trainer yeah. before attempting this again that's a I different way idea. and there's different ways you can do that and yeah. that's not a hey we're gonna like randomly half talk you through it on a podcast with a dog we've never no. met no no but like your standard eight month old dog you get from Great. a rescue cool. play some treats and for the love of god like if the dog just walks into your house and the rescue says hey I've put this dog in a crate. It has been crated in my foster's home for the last four weeks. And you put it in your house and you put it in the crate and it whines for five minutes. Do not let it out. That does not mean it is not crate trained. It is just in a new house. I was going to say, it's a little stressed. Yeah, it's it's stressed. It's in a new house. It's in a new crate. It's just whining. It's probably just barking. Like for five or 10 minutes, that's not a big deal. We're talking like, hey, your dog is trying to rip apart itself for the crate. That's a different thing. Like, yeah. But a lot of people come at us and they say, well, the rescue said the dog was crate trained. But like I brought the dog home and I put it in a crate and it and it barked. It barked for like five minutes. So it was too stressed. So I let it out. And I was like, and that ain't it. No. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if that'll make it in. I think so. That was a lot of noises. Leave it in, Haley. Yeah, that was good. Come on. That was fine. We make our own sound effects now. We're good. Yeah, I've given up on the sound bar. Given up. Yeah. I'm on it. I love it. It's only been six months and you've given up. Come on. Whatever. Whatever. In this economy, you expect me to get a sound bar? <laughs> In this economy, you expect me to buy a sound right, bar? that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely Fine. not. Absolutely not. But that's sketch. where... So, yes, that would take away from our sketch image. But, like, that's... Yeah, you can play crate games and very very likely not screw anything up and we encourage everybody to play crate games and just see where their dog is at with a crate and yeah there's and even once your dog is crate trained like a lot of people go yeah my dog is crate trained my dog is crated regularly until they were two and then you know the dog is five and they haven't needed a crate and there's no real reason they need a crate right then but it's one of the things we always say in passing to people is like okay well once once a week 
Create your dog overnight. Once a week, just create your dog while you go to you work. You shouldn't have an issue. Yeah, like Jack is never in a crate. Jesus, he's never in a crate anymore. He spent so much time in a crate when he was getting his legs rehabbed. He never needs to go in a crate the again. Free boy. Yeah, but you know what? One of the reasons that I don't put him in his crate is at any point in time, if I walk past the crate and I go, hey, Jack, get in the crate, he'll get in the crate, I'll shut the door, and I'll literally like go grab a snack and come back, and he's just like laying there chilling. And I'll be like, okay, cool, and I open the door. There's never a protest, there's never an issue, there's never a thing. He's like 9, 10 years old, so he does not have to do it much. But like... If you don't need it, you don't need it. But mm-hmm. if you do need it, cool, you have a skill, yeah. your dog has a skill, and you don't have to like lose your shit. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Sounds and like a win-win. It's so much, it's all the win. Sounds like no losing. There. Yeah, it does sound like no losing. And it sounds like you are being super, super proactive in training. And, and we like when people are proactive in training. And like, this is just a side note, and I feel like I talked about this in Pet Peeves, but like, if a trainer is saying, get a crate and do crate training and stuff, I love when I get, well, but do I have to get a crate or do they have yeah. to use it? No, you don't have to do a single thing I'm telling you to do, but I'm telling you it for a reason. Yeah. There's a reason that a crate will help your situation. There's a reason mm-hmm. that a crate idea is, crating is a good idea. Yeah. So, like, give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they, if your issue does not seem immediately linked to a crate, first off, we can probably help link your shit to a crate. Second off, it just, on a side tangent, like, Crate training is still training. Yeah. So if you don't have a huge training background and your dog does not have a huge training background with you, it's kind of like muzzling. It's something that we might be giving you just because we don't think you can fuck it up. Spice it up. Yeah. So you can practice. So this is the thing is like we get dogs for board and train a lot. And one of the reasons they work really well with us is we build a big relationship with them. We build a relationship with them through training. And if you don't know how to do a ton of the different training we're doing you know what you could do you could crate train train. you could crate train because it's going to build the relationship with your dog even if you don't see how it's linked it might just be getting you to do something with your dog that your dog will then have interest in and think you're fun and be like oh okay this is fine wow yes like yeah i love when i'm like hey this is a really easy thing you could just do like muzzle training like crate training it's just something yeah do another thing and the other thing is crate training is kind of yes once you're done it your dog goes in the crate and you're you're there but getting them to go in and out of the crate is that relationship builder a lot of trainers give out relationship builders that are like fill a snuffle mat i'm like that doesn't build a relationship though no. You want active training. Right. That's and we, we, we love active training games that build relationships. And if we are giving you the job of just like, hey, going to get a crate, this, this is why. There's probably a reason. Yeah. But beyond that, it might just be a really good starter move to get you and your dog working together. Mm. Love it. It might just be getting your dog to learn and understand a boundary because maybe it's never had a boundary before in its life. Could turn it into problem solving skills pretty quickly. What? Like, I love using crates for problem solving skills. I know. That's my favorite. And then I teach my dogs problem solving skills and then I wonder why they solve all their problems. And then I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> my dogs are very persistent because I've taught Cause them problem solving like that. Yeah, because I like that. Because you build that and like that. Because I spend years weird. ensuring that they are persistent and good problem solvers. But sure, complain but, about it. Yeah. It's a good time. Anyway, um, crating. Crating. Everyone should crate. Everyone can play trading, crating, and everyone can play crate training. I mean, if you're really, really, really stuck, your dog won't even go in the crate at all, won't go near it, 
with an airline crate, you can just take the top off and you can train it like a laundry basket. Perfect. God, you don't have a crate? Buy a laundry basket and just get them to get in and out of the laundry basket. Like, ugh. Again, light and breezy. Yes. Play cool. We're trying to be cool, guys. We're trying to be cool. Don't come on too strong. Yeah. Do you have a pack walk question for us? Yeah. Throw one at us, Hales. I don't. <laughs> I love that she's just like, I don't, and I walk away. Haley. Hey, I have a great pack walk question, Sienna. What's up? What is the best feature in your car right now? <laughs> I would have to say the one that people pay a lot of money for in like if you think, oh, those right nice rich fancy houses, what is the most expensive feature? Yeah. The water feature. Yeah. So I would say I am pretty bougie by having a water feature in my car. So if just to paint you a picture, um, if you have a car, yeah, if you have a glove box, good. Go put an aquarium in your glove box. Yes. And then drive around. So basically what's happening is you're going to hear hear the pretty ambiance of like the sloosh, sloosh. Yeah, the sloshing is good. And then your passenger is super cooled off in this summer heat because their feet is in like a little sprinkler system constantly. So for example, yeah, like water is just constantly pouring down. Like a, like a little waterfall. How nice and peaceful and serene on your drive home when like... Yeah. I don't even listen to the radio. I just listen to it. And yeah. then um it's great because if you let it sit long enough, yeah, there's mold. But yeah. <laughs> uh the best part is the mold? No, I was gonna, oh. well, yes. Cuz then obviously. it's like a science experiment and you're learning. Growth Ooh, and we of do we do love a learner. We do. We do love someone that. that is just getting after that knowledge. Yes. I really love that, like, at this point, we don't even know where the water's coming from. Because you have replaced the whole windshield. Yeah, they thought that was it, but I got to I gotta call Wayne and say that wasn't it. Because <laughs> <laughs> now it's, it's actually honestly more because it's going on the center. Yeah, you did too. say, like, they said, hey, there's a seal problem. But, like, and then they replaced the windshield and the seal, and now there is more water. Here's the thing. Like, it's you like- showed me the video. <laughs> that is a lot of water in your passenger seat. <laughs> here's the thing though do we did we know that if there's something wet for a really long time like a carpet wet 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 and it gets hot and wet 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 what happens yeah we did were we sure that mold would grow yeah i'm gonna say yes well you've taught me to like yeah i really love yes i want you dive right in to do your own experiment i want to see i want you to see it for yourself we don't so if you don't trust anything anyone don't even trust what we say if you hear somebody say something you got to go out and you got to do it yourself to make sure that it's so far this water feature has costed the low low price of four hundred dollars and for you that's actually pretty a low low price for a water feature yeah uh, i'll let you know what it ends up fully being because something's still wrong it should have evaporated we've had like three of the hottest days that should have been gone. Yes, it should have. But it's not. because It's really not. But I think the fact that I don't know how there is even more water happening because it really... Right, I thought it was it so from? rainy there for so long. Yes. And with the seal leak, that made sense. But now for the last few like, days, like it really has not rained. And like you showed me that video and that is like a large amount of water. Because it's constantly there and it's constantly yeah. there. The second I'm driving, like it's just... Con- you'll see it. It's like if you left a little running tap. And it's That's just... Phenomenal. Here's the thing. Uh, they said it was being stored in the heater box. Sure. How big is this heater box? Man, I don't know. I know my car has wheels. Because right now I'm thinking I could have had like a small aquarium 
Like, not even a small. Like, I could have fit, yeah. like, a sea turtle I Yeah, I was about to say, I could have bought you some goldfish and they'd still be kicking, man. <laughs> like. So, uh, that is the best thing about my car right now. It is pretty sweet. Pretty, pretty stoked about it. Because, like, what a fun dress. summer treat for me. Yeah. Hope it's solved before the It adds hits. the humidity. <laughs> like, we live in a really dry climate. Yes. And, like. It makes me feel like I'm driving in a tropical location. Oh, I love that for you. With, like, oh, my gosh, I love it. With that sea breeze, yes. you know how like when the waves crash against exactly. the dock and that that like mist of water well, like, comes and up, it's just so Beautiful. serene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except when you break. <laughs> it's also super like I uh, I love Canada's worst driver and like that episode where they put the, like the aquarium on the top of the car. It's fun because it's like I've got it in my car, so really it's improving my driving a little bit more because like right. I'm very conscious of like if I go too fast, you know, it's yeah. a lot of water coming in. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I go a little slower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i really think this is helping that if you ever are driving anywhere because you pick up my coffee regularly and i think if ever the lid on my coffee breaks you are far more equipped to still get that coffee to me because you can now drive with an open pile of water in your car uh what's it called like when you're on the road if your your car has good what if like you can go on a bunch of bumps but you don't feel too much do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, like, like shocks. The, shocks? Sure. I would say my suspension. car. I suspension. I think it's suspension. Sorry, if Kaylin hears this, she's going to yell at me. But anyway, oh, yeah, I would say in my car, I have zero suspension. So it feels like you're in a boat, and it now gives me the aesthetic of a boat, too, because there's water. You're really just bringing it full circle. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming together. That. It's coming up roses. I love your dedication to that. Mentality. Yeah, that That picture. beach mentality. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, let's hope you get it fixed before winter because here shit gets to minus 40, minus 50 for like a solid two months well, and that is going to freeze. Here's another thesis question. Do we know if water freezes and freezes <laughs> the car? What really happens to water in the right? winter? Yeah. We didn't I don't know. know. We needed to make sure the water would cause mold. Let's also make sure the freezing causes damage. Right. You saw what happened when there's tons of water and it gets really hot. Yeah. Mold. Let's see what there's tons of water and it gets really cold. Damage. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, on that note, but you know what? Even with your water feature, you know what? You have crates in your car to keep your dog safe That's from both the, the water. Going. <laughs> to keep your dog safe from both the water and car accidents. I'm going to slip this in. But you know what else? I don't I don't care about the water as much because I have waterproof shoes on always. So even if they do happen oh, to hit my toes, well it doesn't done. affect me. That is true. You know why Haley's feet were wet? That is true. Haley doesn't have a pair of Vessies. That is very, very true. Just saying. You did tell me how she had to get out of the way of the waterfall when you turned. And that's full circle. Boom. Let's go. Well done. Bye. Okay, bye.